Welcome to the Casual Fridays REI podcast, where you'll learn about the wildly profitable niche of land investing. Active land investors Adam Southey and Justin Sleva are here to share their experiences with you so that you can learn how to build massive cash flow and huge profits from this highly lucrative niche. So without further ado, here are your hosts, Adam Southey and Justin Sleva. Hey, what's up, guys? I'm Adam Southey here with my co-host, Justin Sleva, and this is the Casual Fridays REI podcast. Today, we're talking about hard work works. Before we do that, though, let's talk about the Casual Fridays land flipping blueprint. Guys, if you're thinking about getting this niche, you've got to check this out. We've taken all the knowledge we've gained through the years of consulting and the hundreds of clients, and we've put it in this easy-to-follow video format. It's got all the contracts, scripts, forms that we use in our daily business, and everyone that joins gets a free one-on-one training with either myself or Justin. So if you're interested in learning more, all you got to do is go to our website at casualfridaysrei.com, click on the training tab, set up a strategy call, and we'll go over everything you need to know to get started. Happy Friday. Happy Friday. I feel like today could be one of those shows. Okay. I don't know what you mean by that. I feel like it could be one of those ones where I need a smoke machine. I need Uh, some believers. You're back to bringing the smoke. I I forgot all about you bringing the smoke. I'm. It's been a long time since you brought that up. I know, and I feel like this is one of those ones that shows it could go that route. Oh. It's uh, maybe it's because we've been so out of the possibility of having a live event that bringing the smoke went away. Yeah, it could be. It. I know we talked September. It's kind of looking dire straits right now. It we is. Still, we, we there's some there's two different train of thoughts in in Texas right now. Is it going to open up or is it going to be shelter in place again? I've heard that. Uh, I was talking to David this morning on my way over here to check on them. I hadn't talked to him in a couple of weeks, and they're in Colorado at their place there. And he said, I'm sitting on the back porch watching mountains. He goes, I figure we're going to shelter in place. We're going to shelter in place here. So, And I was like, it's not going to shelter in place again. And he heard something different than I'd heard. So I don't know. I've heard it could go either way. Yep. I guess either is, is or either isn't. Which is some massive bullshit if it goes back <laughs> the other way. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, it is. It is. But during this time uh-huh. of unrest in parallel, you you got a couple choices. And I think we all, as entrepreneurs, have a couple choices every day. It's either you're going to put in the work or you're not. And I heard you on a sales call. So in between our recording sessions, you took a sales call in your another room and kind of eavesdrop as I'm playing on my phone. And, and I heard you tell somebody that the only people that aren't successful in this are the people that don't do the work. Yeah, And that couldn't be more true in any realm of trying to accomplish a goal. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking about this, uh, this, this is where this topic came from, uh, Tuesday, I'm getting my mind mental ready for this weekend for the chance, the series and, and sports and training in, in entrepreneurship. That's why you see, you don't really see like obese people like to be uber successful as an entrepreneur because there's a, and, and I don't trying to say that, that there is the one offset. I don't want to, I'm not saying like, you're just a little heavy. I'm, I'm saying like uber obese that are sitting on the couch that, have to be wheeled out in a wheelchair. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I'm not trying to be funny. I'm trying to be, there's, a, there's a, a discipline that has to take place. When nobody's looking, you're doing the work. You know, when, when you're down, you don't feel good, you're still doing the work. And so I'm thinking about, and when I'm, I'm on my mountain bike, so you kind of know my train of thought. I've got my motivational stuff in my ear. I'm on my mountain bike, I'm riding. And I've been doing between six and seven miles on it now. And a lot of it's hills, um, but I'm today is a light day, so I'm doing six miles in a park, and it's got a couple really light inclines. It's pre, it's ultimately flat, and I'm thinking. I said, you know, these guys that I've been racing because the last few races I've raced, I've won by pretty pretty big distance, mm-hmm. and I'm like, do, are they putting in the work when nobody's watching? Are they just showing up to the track on race day and racing? And that goes into so much farther. It's like, okay, hey, I I told y'all at the beginning of the year, I put myself out there, said, hey, Redemption 2020, I'm coming for it. I'm getting I'm getting that title, and 
I changed my workout training at the gym. Then COVID happened. So I switched to the bike. I said, hey, I'm going to tra- train on this. And so I think now from when I started, there's some hills in the back of the neighborhood I couldn't get up. Like I was struggling getting up and I thought I was going to die. Now I'm riding them two and three times in one sitting. And there's no excuse for not putting in the work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, going back to that call, that's not unusual that I get at. So he asked, you know, well, what he goes, what do your average students do? Like, mm-hmm. you know, are they successful? How much money they make? Do they fail? Like, it was something along those lines. I hear that all the time. Why? Do, why do you want to be an average student? Like, what? <laughs> this is not. This is not school where I just got to pass to get through the time. You're going to invest in yourself. You're going to start a new hustle, side hustle, new business. Go in there and try to be good. Mm-hmm. Quit being average. Well, that's a good point. Yeah. Yeah. I hear that question more often than not. And it's just like, well, I mean, if you do the work, it's going to work, right? Yeah. It's like, and, and so obviously there's going to be ups and downs. It's going to be hard at points. Mm-hmm. And that's when the people who aren't successful quit. Mm-hmm. Right. And I've never met anyone in the industry who, or any industry who kept, kept at it, learned from the mistakes, got better at it mm-hmm. and weren't successful at, at, at some, at some point. Right. Yeah. And so I, I love this topic because you know, it doesn't matter what you're doing. It doesn't matter if you're a land investor, house investor, whatever, plumber, whatever, mm-hmm. you know, you got to put that hard work in and then you got to commit to it and keep working. And when it's hard and it gets harder, mm-hmm. you just keep, keep going at it. Right. Yeah. And you're putting in that work and then it eventually pays off. Yeah. And I, I go back to, I don't know, it was right when the twins were born. I was at Thanksgiving at my parents' house and my older brother who listens to the show and he's a land investor as well, but he owns his own company too. I told him I was thinking about entering a bodybuilding show and that was like in May. And he's like, you're too fat. You can't do that. Like, I mean, like as he told me, fuck you mean I'm too fat. So I showed up to the gym seven days a week from November to May to get ready for a fucking bodybuilding show. I think that anybody that has ever gone through a prep like that, you'll, you'll know there's a mental game in there because your friends want to go get pizza. You can't. You can't go out to eat. If you go out to eat, you have to eat a specific thing. And that's what this is. And in, in life as an entrepreneur, you have to be so mentally dialed into what your goal is and what you want to do is that you're willing to do the work when nobody's watching. Like right now during COVID, does it take more touches to buy something? Yes. It's going to take more mail. You have to know that. Is it going to take longer to close it because the abstractor can't get in the office? Yes. You got to know that. You have to be mentally strong enough to understand the sales cycle is going to take a little bit longer because they can't close the properties. Am I going to bitch about it? No. I'm going to sit there and keep doing the work. Do I keep sending more mail when I got stuff getting backed up? Know that it's going to be backed up. We have properties that we've been trying to get closed since January can't get closed. I had a property that I sold uh, last week. They closed the, the title company closed it in a week and a half. So it's, it doesn't, it's, it's one of those things. It's going to go one way or the other, but I have to keep putting mail out. I have to keep buying properties, keep putting money out, keep putting listings in, selling them and going. Yeah. I always think about the, I try and relate back to the people who are brand new to this mm-hmm. and they have a full-time job. Mm-hmm. They've got kids. Mm-hmm. Those kids are in sports. Mm-hmm. They're running from their minimum 40 hour week job, that nine to five job to, Go home and pick up the kids and take them to soccer practice, but then they want to start side hustle too, right? Mm-hmm. It's really hard. Yeah. But the ones who take that, they find that time. You know, you, you've got the time if you want it. Yeah. You find that time in between your day or in between the hour or two before soccer practice or after everyone goes to sleep or you get up early and you do it, right? Those are the ones who change their life and they live the, they reach their goals and they, before they know it, they're living that life they want to live. Yeah. And Gary V talks about in, taking an inventory of your day. Like he says, you can run off six, five hours, six hours of sleep. I don't necessarily agree with that because I'm one of those guys that I, I did that for years. I can tell you I work a lot better now when I'm getting eight, nine, ten hours of sleep. Yeah. 
but there is times in a day, if you took an inventory of your day, if you legit were honest with yourself, how much time are you wasting on social media? How much time are you watching Netflix? You're binging on Netflix. How much time is on a task that's not goal-oriented? Now, when I say a task that's not goal-oriented, if your family, your family's a priority, you have to take them to soccer practice. You're the person that's responsible for that. Okay, when you're at soccer practice, you're not doing anything while the kid's there. Are you in your car on your iPad looking at counties saying, okay, I could go this county, I could go this county. Are you pricing on your laptop? Now, the, there's going to be, Justin, I want to enjoy my kid's soccer practice. I want to coach it. If you're coaching it, great, go coach. If you're just sitting on the sideline staring aimlessly at your kid while he's running up and down the field and you're not putting in that time right then, you're screwing yourself. You're not doing the work. Mm-hmm. I was talking to my sales coach the other day, and she told me that she's like, "You you can't tell me while you're in the shower, you can't be you can't be uh, practicing lines." Yeah, yeah, she's just hundred percent right. You're exactly right. Now that's that's where that mental fortitude, that discipline, that's that's the difference between people that are going to be successful and people that are going to say they tried but never actually put it into it. Because I know there has never been anything that I haven't given myself and said, "Hey, you know what? I'm going to do the training. I'm going to do the meal plan. I'm going to do this." That I haven't been able to accomplish that goal, whether it was Justin going from fat a postpartum belly like his wife had twins so he ate with her every day to being able to get on a stage in, in shorts. Did I get first place? Hell no, I didn't. I was way too big for my class, but I did the prep. It took me eight months to prep for this show, but still did it. I told you at the beginning of the year I was going for the title. I'm going to tell you right now that it's going to take somebody, it's going to take a mechanical failure or somebody that's just that much faster than me to beat me because they're not going to. I'm going to give 100% the first two straightaways. They're, you are going to have to hit me with a stick to get out in front of me. And if you attack your business like that, I had four months to grow my business from nothing. I had four months in my business, gave myself six months to make it sustainable. Between me and you and having partners, launched four businesses in the land niche because I'm continuing to grow. I'm always working on that, as you are as well. And that's the thing is a lot of people want to play the, hey, I'm a land investor playing in groups. They're not doing the fucking work. Well, I mean, there is that. And I agree with you. I mean, it- Hard work, you know. I don't really know like where else to go with. It. It's like everyone knows you got to put that work in, and like it's not always fun. Yeah, but you guys got to do it. Yeah, like, I got I got another mailer that needs to go out, and and you got to commit. Yeah, right. I felt like commitment is the hardest thing for business because this stuff. It's not like it. You grow and you learn and you get better, but as you grow and learn and get better, you run into new problems that you have to figure out. Like things are always constantly hard work. There's always growth. It's not like it ever goes on autopilot. Yeah. I like that. And one of the guys that follows our group, I don't know that he's ever bought our course, but he's, he's in our group. He jumped in it because he listens to the podcast. He does beautiful write-ups. If I could have a blog writer, it'd probably be Adam Harrison. Oh, Adam Harrison. Yeah. yeah he does. He does great writing when he puts his blogs together. And he talks about, you know, so many people, and it, this is kind of the theme behind a lot of them, is that he does a lot of smaller deals. And so many people want to be a land investor and make these millions of dollars, but they forget about the decent profit return that they can run with his business. He runs his business lean enough to where he's profitable on smaller deals. He churns them out. He has got the rhythm now. He's seeing success with that. And that is putting in the work and that is learning this. He's a land investor and he's actually investing in it. And that's the, you know, you go to the, the REI meetups and everybody's a, an investor. They're shaking hands and handing out business cards and 95% of them haven't done a fucking deal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Real quick. I do want, I, I want to give Adam Harrison a shout out. He's always saying really nice things about us and, you yeah. know, and uh, he's working hard. He puts a story out there. Good, yeah. good for Adam. I like it. I like it. Yeah. Even though he's an affiliate marketer. I was about for, to say, you know, left, that's, he, is, he does that for someone else, but yeah. he always mentions us. And so yeah. I think that's. I think it's awesome. He's, he's a great guy. We've had actual several calls. I don't, I don't know if we've, we've done multiple consulting calls together, but it's uh, guys like that are what really drive me in this business because 
I know if I'm going to compete one day or if I'm competing with somebody, I'm competing with a guy like that that's put his head down. He's slowly scaling up his business. He knows his niche. He's just working it. Um, you know, I look at like a Luke Smith who's he'll churn out. He could churn out a hundred deals next month. You know, like guys like Dave Denniston, he, what he told us he's done 140 deals so far this year. I mean, those are the guys that I'm having to compete with in my head. Like I'm, I know they're, they're sending the mail, they're closing the properties, they're getting them listed. They're turning them out. Their machines are running. Now is my machine going to be different because my profit margin is different on a property type? Yeah, it is, but it's the same mechanical piece. I've got to send, it's the same engineering of the deal. You got to send the mail. You got to get the deals closed. You got to get them marketed, get them sold. We're all doing the exact same thing, just a different, just actually different product. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's really no one's fault. Once you know what you're doing, it's no one's fault that you're not making any money if, except for yours, you're, right? This is such dude. a, it's just like, maybe I'm way off here, but it almost seems it's like being a plumber, being an electrician, right? You have a trade. Like for us, it's knowing how to, that trade is knowing how to pick a county. It's knowing how to price it. It's knowing it's, how to mail. It's knowing how to find deals off market. Yeah. And once you know that, it's like, oh, well, you need money? Put the mail out. Yep. Right? I mean. I, I'm with you on that. And I, sometimes that's what, uh, that thought process like makes me like sick to my stomach some days. Why is Be- that? Because like, I think that I'm like, I know exactly what needs to be done. And so like, I'll, sometimes I hold back. Like, and I said, I like to keep a certain amount of money out going into this year. I think I, when I told you I had an equitable interest in just right under a million dollars worth of raw land and going into COVID, I was nervous with that. Now it's come down. Like I was updating my personal website with some properties I just hadn't had on there. I still got like five or six that aren't on there that I need to put on there active. And I was looking at just the value amount of money that's on the, that I just added onto it. And I'm like, huh. You know, four years ago, it wouldn't have been $700,000 worth of real estate sitting on my sell site. It just wouldn't have been there, you know, it just because we wouldn't have done something like that. It would have been, I got 10 properties in Brewster County. I got one in LaFleur. I got one in Stevens. I got one in Park County. So we're looking at $150,000, $200,000 worth of property. Just a total different shift. And it's good to be in a place where I can stop a little bit or hold back a little bit. But at the same time, it makes me sick because it's not my personality to just sit back and just chill. You know, my, my personality is one that say, hey, fuck it, let's bust the doors out. Let's mail everybody in the country. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when you were telling me you wanted to kind of pull out and have that money in hand, I didn't know if you just really wanted to have it in hand or if you had a new boat on. A new boat on order? <laughs> yeah. no. no, I told you my goals for this year are pretty simple. I want to be 100% debt-free by the end of the year. And if it goes the way I want, I should be there. Like, I'm on pace to hit that. Yeah. And that's not bad debt, right? That's not. No, you're not saying credit card debt. No, right? I'm saying yeah. no house, yeah. no cars. Nothing. Just yeah. Justin's living with cash in the bank and coming in every month. Yeah. Yeah. We had that discussion too, right? It's you put that money into that stuff and that money's not working, but flip side is you also have no bills. Yeah. It's also like having, you know, the notes out there coming in. So that, and it's, can you tap that for cash? You know? So that's the thing is my wife's like, well, you know, you still got to pay taxes on the house. You still got to pay the insurance. I'm like, yeah, I know. I want to like right now I could write a check and be completely debt free, but then I'm waiting on all this land to sell to be back with capital. And I want like I told her, I said, whether I take the cash and pay the house off or I, I do or I don't, or I take a line and have that just sitting out there. So the cash is actually there to work for me if I need it. Um, I said, it's just, I, I want the option. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do like the idea of being able to drive an Uber and still maintain the same life. <laughs> yeah. I got three kids to feed Adam. I don't know if Ubers uh, pay that much. You're driving Lyft. Though. I'm driving Lyft. I got to yeah, yeah. hustle. <laughs> got a Lyft X. So. Cool. All right. I think, uh, I don't know if we can hit the nail any harder. No, I, I think that the big thing for me, and it, and it translates to anything in your life, put your head down, do what needs to be done when nobody's watching, and, and find that motivation or that passion that drives you. And I'm not saying it has to be with land. It, our podcast is about land. But whether it's you, Justin wants to go ride BMX bikes or Justin wants to go be in a bodybuilding show or whoever you are and whoever that is and what you want to do, whether you want to go do yoga or whatever it is, 
you've got to do the work when nobody else is watching. You got to get up every day and make it part of your routine. Cool. All right, guys, those are some good words to leave on. It's Friday. We hope you have a solid weekend. As always, do us a favor. Go to Facebook, iTunes, YouTube. Give us a like, a follow, subscribe, and then go to iTunes, go to Stitcher, go to wherever else you're listening to us. Like, rate, review, and subscribe to the show. Appreciate it. Love you. See you Monday. See you guys.